Hey and welcome to That Dubai Girl, the podcast. I'm Elisa. And I'm Kirsty. Every week we'll be chatting about the trials and tribulations of living in Dubai. Your problems, your big wins and your crazy confusions. We're here to try our best to help guide you through it all. There's going to be some silly chat from us and we'll be joined by very professional experts who will actually say stuff that matters. We want to thank you for being part of our ultimate girl gang. Right, let's get on with it then. harassed oh what's happening i'm flapping oh bless you you've got a lot more work on than usual this week haven't you yeah well i've got i've got probably like the same amount of work on but the minute you introduce a family member or a visitor (gasps) yes um i feel like your life just becomes so much more like you're constantly trying to worry about that person and what they're doing as well yeah and let me tell you my mum does not embrace has not embraced the Kirsty campbell lifestyle she is uh what's she up to Today, she's yeah. um, with her friend having a very chilled, lovely Good. day with her friend and her friend's new baby. Um, but yeah, basically, my mum doesn't understand how I function constantly, just running and running and running and yeah. running. Um, and now she does understand why I get frequent burnout days. Oh. It's all just been a bit like, I mean, listeners, you will not know this, but poor Elisa has to deal with me being late oh, to our podcast fine. recording Whatever. every single time. It's fine. Do you know what? You're a very busy gal. And if I get to see you at all to do the podcast, I'm happy with that. Well, I think that that shows a level of our friendship yeah. that I, I just, that you just take me as I am, the mad mess that I am. And I that, do. And please, listeners, appreciate that, you know, this is a struggle for us sometimes to get together. So we value your, we value your custom and your listening. We do. Thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Now, this week, we're going to be talking about adulting. Now, yeah. this is something that, well, you do every day, but I want to know about like the silly little adult things that you do. So like the silly little adult things that you you do that make your day brighter i'll kick off go on this week i did something amazing go on well i didn't do anything i got my couch professionally cleaned oh it's the best i saw this on your story actually yeah. and it was really really looked i've had that done and yeah. it's so one so disgusting it is like the gunk that they get out is ming and you feel mortified did you, did you have your mattress done as well yes savage isn't it because it's so dusty a mattress mm. and i had no idea but when they were doing the couch like you feel minging like i think that i'm quite a clean person yeah, as yeah. it goes right clearly i'm not Mm, the thing is i don't know if it's about it's not about your cleanliness as a person it's about like you said here we live in a very sandy dusty environment um like i had my mattress clean when i moved into my house and then i had it cleaned only like one year later and i was like where all the (laughs) dust and sand come from and the guy was like the guy was like if you've got like if you open the window and a bit of dust comes in or you open the balcony or whatever um but yeah that is that is true adulting it's great though isn't it it feels good, hey, but do you know what happened, right? So I've got a dog, and mm. this is why I wanted the mattress clean, because I never want my house to smell doggy. Yeah. Like, you've been to my house. Does it smell doggy? It doesn't smell doggy. Oh, thank you. That's all I need. But um, the day after, I had some friends over, right? And yeah. I was in the kitchen. I was pouring us some drinks, and I hear one of the girls go, oh, oh. Oh, spilled a drink on the couch? No. My dog pissed <gasps> all over the couch. He has never pissed on a couch in his life. And I was like, well, of course you've got to choose the day after the couch has been cleaned and she's got a dog and she was like, do you know why he's done that? And I'm Marking like, his territory. yeah, because it doesn't smell like him anymore. Oh. And I was like, what a little bastard. But just like roll on it. Why? Piss is minging. It, it was the, awful. And the smell of like 
any piss oh. full stop is not good. Like. I was mortified. You know, I understand why how parents feel when their kids misbehave and you're like mortified. Like, no, it's not usually like mm. this. That's what I had to do. I had to defend him. And mm. when they left, he got a right telling off. Yeah, I bet. Let me tell you. And I, I put him up for adoption, but no one wanted him. So I've got him back in. <laughs> she, didn't, really. she didn't. Not really. So um, what adult things do you do that make you happy? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I am so bad at adulting. Right. So, um... I have a lovely lady come and clean my apartment twice a week. Twice a week? Because I don't like doing dishes. So I oh, actually Kirstie. don't do dishes. Have you got a dishwasher in the house? No. No, no neither have I. Um, but yeah, I just don't do dishes. Wait, so you just let them pile up? In the sink. To be honest, I frequently, I frequently eat like things like Chris sandwiches as my dinner. So like, there's not just never, disposable. Yeah, there's yeah. not there's not very or like deliveries. So there's not very often that many. But sometimes like, I do decide to cook, and yeah, yeah I just leave them. I am terrible. So my mum's here at the moment, yeah. and my mum like the clean lady's not coming because my mum's she's doing it. <laughs> Good on you. That's what um, my mum does too. So yeah, the dishes are being done on a daily basis. Love it. it was so funny actually. Um, so my mum's been really like, I do laundry and stuff like that. Like I wash clothes, but I don't do ironing. My mum doesn't do ironing either. She hates ironing. And she started putting things away. I went, what are you doing? They're not ironed. And she was like, well, I'm not ironing them. I went, yeah, but just leave them for like when you're gone and the lady will iron them. Wait, like. so your lady irons as well? Oh, my lady is a house manager. So she does everything. This is amazing. Maybe yeah. I need to get one of these. Legit is like. Is she really cool as well? Amazing. So cool. Completely <gasps> trustworthy. Oh my lives God, in Town it. Square. Oh my God. Um, uh, so yeah, she's. We both live in Town Square, FYI. We're neighbours. Yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say so. Um, I'm not, yeah, I'm not good at adulting. I'm good at like presenting as an adult. And, like, yeah, you do present r- <laughs> as an adult. <laughs> running businesses and planning events yeah. and doing things like that. But like day to day stuff, yeah. like nah, dishes don't get done. Not good. Um, what about cooking? Do you like uh, cooking? I like cooking. Yeah. Um, but it's about time for yeah. me. Like, I'm a hundred percent like going to be a jet lag chef month for me next week because uh, next month because I'm just. So I've been having a personal trainer for like five weeks now. Nice. I haven't lost any weight. Oh. Um, but this is because of my diet. So the yeah, other day... Yeah, because it's what, 80% diet, mm. 20% fitness, right? So actually he does these little fitness tests with me and I've been improving on the fitness Good. test. So my fitness levels are improving. Um, I haven't put on any more weight, which Good. is great. Yeah. But obviously the whole point is to lose weight. Um, but he said to me the other day, uh, what have you had to eat today? And this was at about 5pm. Mm-hmm. And I said, um, I've had two satsumas, mm-hmm. a single finger Twix and some peanut butter brittle. <laughs> and, like, and, and I mean, case in point, she's just brought me in a cookie. <laughs> so, so we're trying to be good right now. Yeah. So that is the problem for me. Yeah, maybe you're not eating enough. Because you're just, not eating anything nutritious. I eat the calories, but there's no, like, a peanut butter brittle is probably like a thousand What's a peanut cake. butter brittle? So it's basically like peanuts, yeah. like, in caramel, like, it's gone hard. Oh, my hard. God, that sounds yeah. great. It is. So, wow. um, Maydan, like, today, I had a big meeting at Maydan, and they put on a lovely spread. So I've had, oh, like, some... Oh, what did pro- you get? Oh, all sorts. I love a spread. It was like, they call it, like, a cold buffet, so it was sandwiches oh. and cakes and... Yeah, also, I was actually so disappointed good. that I ate breakfast because I was like, I want it. <laughs> it's Coffee. like a brunch. I'm yeah, eating. it was like a, a brunch. I mean, it was like a three hour meeting, so we needed the snacks, but um, I loved that. But I think the problem is, I'm a, like I just said, I will eat a crisp sandwich for dinner, which yeah. is obviously not healthy. So, what kind of crisps? 
Um, oh, Marks and Spencer's, those like black pepper ones. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're classy, girl. Marks you're classy. Brown bread. <laughs> well, no, at least you're doing brown bread. Every yeah. little helps, Every right? Every little helps. It's not I'm currently bread. eating a uh, brown cookie. Dime yep. bar. Oh, sugar. Well done. Dime Thanks, bar so Oh, my God, I love dime bars. I'm mm. so excited. I'm supposed to be on a diet right now, right? But, you know, you say, like, time is the problem for you with cooking. Mm. You have to get an air fryer, Kirsty. Oh, I've got one. They're amazing. So... Amazing. It's so easy to just whack things in the air fryer. It is, but I just don't want to eat dinner at like 10 p.m. Yeah, I know it's tough, isn't it? Could you make yourself a wee pack lunch? <laughs> yeah, well, you today should. I was going to have a pack lunch. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, no, I might get fed at one of these meetings, so I won't bring a pack lunch. And you did. Yeah, and I did. The problem is I don't like breakfast, really. Um, I love And breakfast. what's been good with the PT is because I do the PT in the morning, yeah. at least then I finish that and I think, oh, I should have something to eat now. Yeah. But, yeah, it's going to have to be... Back to, I think the meal, the meal prepping is good. Yeah. And I used to be, re- when I was teaching, I was really good. I'd make like a breakfast and a lunch and, and I'm better if I eat like a full meal at like 3pm. That's better for me. And then you just leave it for the night. Yeah. See, that's like intermittent fasting, what yeah. you're doing there. But it doesn't work if you eat a massive meal at 3pm and then you get home at 10 and you decide I'm going to eat half yeah. a day's chocolate orange, drink three cups of tea, have a Diet oh. Coke and eat a crisp sandwich. Here, what did your mum bring you any goodies from the UK? Yeah, yeah. Lots of Cadbury's chocolate. Oh, it's just not the same here. Cadbury's chocolate and Branston beans because they don't have them what here. What are they? So, you know, like Heinz beans? Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like Branston... Pickle. Like, yeah. yeah, pickle. Yeah. Or Branston make beans. Oh. Um, and in the Campbell household, that's what we have. And I get very upset because that's pretty much the only thing you can't get here. So are they like vinegary, like that pickly, tangy? No, no, no they're just like a not... Yeah, they like got that tang to them. Mm. Yeah. yeah. There is still just a bean in the tomato sauce. Yeah. But yeah, my mum, so my mum's luggage was quite heavy. And so she was at home and she was like zooming me and I was like, I don't mind what you take out, but just don't take out the beans. <laughs> the beans are top priority, mum. Yeah, the beans were like number one. Are on you, is your family anything to do with Can, uh, Campbell's soup? No? No, unfortunately not. No, no, no it's relation to any famous Campbell's. Well, Right, so today... Today. We're talking Expo 2020, right? We are. We're, we are being very on topic and on brand for Dubai right now. I've still not been. I'll be I'll be real with you. So I went to the um I went to the, the opening ceremony dress rehearsal. Yes. So I've been to that section, our Wazzle Plaza, but I haven't none of the pavilions were open then. And actually I was meant to go to Expo yesterday. But um, my mum had had enough of the rushing around. So she was like, I just need a chill. So we had a chill day. Um, So we are going to go to Expo at some point this week. I'm going to go as well in the next couple of weeks. Because everyone's saying it's amazing. But the queues are getting massive now, have you heard? Oh, really? Yeah, for all the pavilions. So maybe try and go during the week. Maybe that's yeah. a top tip. Yeah, that's what I, I said to my mum. I was like, yeah. during the week and like not in the school holidays. Last week was school yeah, holidays. True, so I'm it is. not about that. Wait, no. so the school's back now? Schools are back now, yeah. Good. I actually had a really interesting encounter with a little girl in my apartment today. Well, not in my apartment. She wasn't in there. <laughs> in there. But um, I was, I wonder what you think of this. So I was on my uh, scooter. I've got an electric scooter. Cool. Living my best life. Looking yeah, yeah, dead yeah, cool. Yeah. Got a backpack Where do you and everything. scooter with the scooter? Uh, just to spinnies. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not as if I'm... I'm going like on rough terrain, but I was coming back into the building with my scooter. Kind of opened the big door. There's a there's a kind of pass system to get in the main door. Opened the big door, and then a girl shouted, "Wait, wait!" Right, okay. and I was like, "Okay." So she was rollerblading mm-hmm. up to the door, and I got in the door, and I was like, "Hmm." And I turned around to her and I said, "Do you mean wait, please?" Oh, and I was like, "You know, you gotta use your manners, right? 
You yeah. shouldn't just be shouting, that was, wait, wait. That was that was adult in 101, wasn't, wasn't it? it? Wasn't it? And then I was thinking to myself, right, should I be like disciplining people's children? It's not my not my place to do. We were in the lift together. Didn't look at her. I was like, nah. And then she got out the lift, right? Mm. And then she got out, and as the doors were closing, mm. she skated back and stuck her tongue out at me. So, uh, I mean, I, I just the door and yeah. been like, right. Where's your mum? I mean, someone did knock down Ginger on my flat the other day, and I was, what does, and, was that not like, you not, know, ringing the bell and running away? Chap door runaway, we call that yeah. in Scotland. There's literally only two kids that live on my floor, and I know what flat they live in. So I'm like, you're a bit stupid, really, because <laughs> if I wanted to be that person, I'd just go and knock on your door and, and be like, like, your kids are your annoying kid. me. But I mean, would you ever discipline? A I kid? mean. Um, <sighs> I was a teacher for 10 years, which But involved. would you do that in everyday life? Like, say you were at, um, like, a barbecue or something with people with kids and they were misbehaving, would you discipline them? I don't... I think you've got to, like... You've got to see what the vibe is. So, yeah. like, my good friends that have got kids, I will quite happily tell their kids, like, give it a rest, yeah? yeah. Like, um, I went on holiday with my good friend, Croatia, with her three children. Um, oh, and I And I frequently was like, give it a rest. What were they like? Were they quite well-behaved generally? Uh, or? No, they're loons. Absolute Are loons. they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're loons. Um, and there's three of them? Yeah. Gosh, it's like them yeah. against you. Uh, yeah, it is. And oh. then they speak to each other in Croatian. So <laughs> that's oh, the other savage sneaky, thing. I'm like, sneaky. if I spoke Croatian, you'd be done for. <laughs> um, but yeah, I do think like, when, especially when I was at school and especially like with manners, yeah. I think that's really, really important. Like I, you know, someone being like, wait, wait, you know. yeah, But screaming across yeah. the car park, wait, wait. And I was like, eh, wait, please. Or even if she got to you and said, thanks very much. Didn't. No. I opened the door. Didn't say thank you. Held yeah. the door open for her, which was awkward for me. I've got my really cool scooter mm. here. She may notice. Maybe she was intimidated by how cool I it was. Cool scooter, yeah. yeah, probably. Uh, right. So we've got some chefs on today from Expo 2020. Yeah. So talk. female chefs doing so well, killing it. And we're just going to be talking to them about what their lives look like. And maybe they can teach us a few recipes specifically for air fryers because we're um, lazy. What's your What's your best thing that you can make? Um, well, now I've got an air fryer. It's changed my life. I do a lovely Parmesan chicken which you'd like, which is chicken breast coated in breadcrumbs, right? Mm -hmm. You put that in and then when it's nearly finished, some arabiata sauce on Mm -hmm. the top Mm -hmm. and then a sprinkle of parmesan with vegetables. I don't like parmesan, but we can put normal cheese on for you. Maybe like some cheddar. I just Um, love that you can cook a sausage in there for like 15 minutes. Have you ever tried the toast and egg hack? So basically what you do is you get a piece of toast, butter it, put it in the air fryer, crack the egg on top of it, and it comes out like fully cooked, like fried egg on toast. It's amazing. Shut up. Well, it has have, blown my mind. Do you have to toast the bread before you put it in? Nope. So just a piece of bread. Piece of bread. What you've got to do is like punch it a little bit yeah. to make it a little bit of a hole in the inside. Not a hole, though. No, but, but just, like a little Yeah, crevice. a little. Yeah. Crack the egg in. Boom. Six minutes. I'm going to try that tomorrow. Honestly, Kirsty, it'll change your life. The perfect breakfast. Right, that's Not for you, tomorrow. you don't like breakfast, but yeah, lunch. Elevenses. <laughs> yeah, Elevenses, I love it. Right, let's get our first guest today on. So we've got Chef Pina on from Cafe Milano working at Expo 2020 right now. Hey, Chef, is that what we should call you, Chef? Yes, perfect. <laughs> How are you? Good, thanks. How are you? All good, thank you. How is it going at Expo? Is it crazy or is it is it a bit chilled midweek? How does it how's it going? Well, here look like crazy every day. We are full of guests and visitors coming and going. So 
every day of the week looks like weekend. Amazing. That's amazing, though. That's amazing for you. That is super busy. And and what is your restaurant known for? What cuisine is your speciality? I work for Cafe Milano. This is a contemporary Italian cuisine restaurant. So we serve Italian fruit. I'm from Italy, from south of Italy. I'm from Napoli. Nice. So it's and- something that I always love to do. Amazing. How long have you been living in Dubai or did you come to Dubai specifically for Expo? No, no, no. I was working in uh, Dubai already. I've been here since four years. Oh, nice. What, what, tell us a bit about your day-to-day life and how you got into, you know, how you became a chef. Uh, well, uh, I started my family. They owned a restaurant. Mm-hmm. So I started in the hospitality when I was pretty young honestly I worked in front of house I worked in the bar then I moved to the kitchen just because you know it was more funny let's say it was more funny for me so I started in the family business and then I went to the culinary school after the culinary school I started all my internship all around the world in Italy abroad and just four or five years ago, I ended up in Dubai. I couldn't imagine that I would have stayed in Dubai all this long time. But then here we are. Yeah, people seem to find that, don't they? That people either, that, that they come here and do their two years and they leave. Or they say that if you if you go over the two-year mark, you're here for the long run. And I guess with you, with Expo, like Stephanie cemented you at the moment that you're going to definitely be here for at least another year because of the everything that's gone into the Expo setup. Yes, definitely, definitely. So, look, we come always here with a plan, but then Dubai is always changing all of them. Yeah. You never know what's going to happen. So, when you were younger, what kind of foods were you surrounded by, Chef Pina? Like, what were your family cooking at the restaurant? Well, mostly was South of Italy food. So, in South of Italy, we were not eating, like, you know, Italian restaurants, all the people, they think we eat every day bolognese carbonara. That's not yeah. true. Otherwise, <laughs> we would have been so fun and with bad health that you cannot even imagine. We were eating, look, in South of Italy, there is a tradition from grandma and old people. You eat every day of the week pasta with legumes oh, or with yes. vegetables. Yes, sounds so, so good. You know that every Tuesday you are going to have pasta with potato. Every Sunday is uh, it's party time, so you're going to have the lasagna, okay? Yes, but... I love lasagna. <laughs> Me too, I love it. Or you're going to have, you know, pasta with chickpeas, with green peas, so really healthy things. It's not going to be carbonara and amatriciana. <laughs> I love it. I mean, you know, Chef, you're, you're probably seeing this in your cooking career now that a lot of people are into these fad diets, right? And one of the things that a lot of people do if they want to lose weight is cut out carbs. That must be heartbreaking for you as an Italian, huh? Yeah, but because, you know, they think carbs is what make them fat. Yeah. But... No, it's all the surrounding, all the around. There is the Mediterranean diet that is one of the most diets used. Most in Italy, really, we all eat as part of the Mediterranean diet. So once a week is red meat, mm-hmm. twice a week you eat white meat, you eat three times fish. It's something that you don't decide to do it on purpose, but it's getting mm, natural. So it's uh, it's totally different from what they try to sell. We are not just 
you know, carbs, carbs, carbs. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, though. I love carbs, carbs, carbs. <laughs> we love this, but we eat a lot of, you know, even whole wheat pasta. Yeah. yeah. Some rice, whole wheat rice. So it's things that really make you feel healthy, good olive oil. So you, you feel that you have a full ingredient diet, full nutrient diet. Okay, so if someone wanted to come and find you, how can they find you? Where Where is your yes. restaurant? What pavilion are you close to? And if we come and find you, what can you recommend from the menu? Oh, great question. We want to know. <laughs> Love it. Okay, we are in Mobility Pavilion and uh, we are just at the entrance in front of the Thailand Pavilion. You can see Cafe Milano. There is a big signage selling we are here on the second floor. Love it. And uh, we have two terraces, we have the indoor, we are going to make, you know, Cafe Milan is more about lifestyle. Yeah. It's not only about food. So you will see portrait in our menu. We have the name of the um, stylist, fashion stylist from Italy. So we have Pappardelle Gucci, Linguine oh, Mocchino, cool. all referred to this big name of the fashion industry. Very cool. And what would be, so if we were to come to your restaurant one afternoon, what would be the absolute thing from the menu that we should try? Well, there is Linguine Moschino that is absolutely lovely. It's with uh, lobster, Ooh. cherry tomato. We got the cherry tomato from our personal farm from Italy. Wow. They are just deli- because we, we got the full bag, so they just produce for us, for Cafe Milano brands. Fantastic. Well, this uh, sounds amazing. Something We're- really unique. What's your best dessert? Just quickly, dessert's my favorite. <laughs> well, we are, well, I could. The tiramisu is tiramisu. Oh, yes. yes. Tiramisu is my absolute favorite. I tiramisu love tiramisu. Yes. I'm yes. probably coming to Expo this week, so I'll, I'll be in for some lasagna and the tiramisu. Yes. Come to visit me, don't worry. Come to visit me. Your tiramisu is on me. Oh, oh, oh. Well, there's another so reason sweet. to come. Well, thank you so much, Chef Pina. Thank you so much for telling us your story today. Thank you. Most welcome. Have a good evening. Bye-bye. She was great. I love that Italian accent. Yeah. Uh, have you been to Italy? Um, yes, I have been to Pisa, but I was on a family cruise. Oh. <laughs> so I don't feel like I really got the experience of Italy and what it should be, but I ate some lovely pizza and pasta. It was amazing. Well, I haven't been. Uh, so if you want to go on a girl's holiday to Italy, I'm down. <gasps> oh, viva um, Italia. Oh, no, that's what you say. Viva. I was thinking of viva Las Vegas. Forget it. Um, yeah, we should. Where would you like to go? Uh, well, I think we've got to go to like one of the big Rome. ones, Rome, Florence, something like that. Haven't yeah. You? I mean, when I went to Croatia, Croatia and uh, Italy are super close by to each other. And I uh, pasta and stuff that I had in Croatia was real, real good. They're yeah. like big on, when she was talking about like, the red meat, the seafood, they're big on seafood in Croatia as well. I've never been to Croatia either. Oh, Croatia's We should do a amazing. world tour, Kirsty. Yeah, TDU Let's take on this tour. podcast on tour. Imagine, that'd be oh so my cool, God. If it? anyone wants to pay us to go, then just let us know. Yep. <laughs> anyone wants to pay us to come to their country, yeah, exactly. eat their food. We'll and... stay with your mum. We yeah. don't need a pa- fancy hotel. We'll happily stay with mm. your mum. Right, we've got another chef from Expo 2020 on, Yeah, right? we've got a theme today about cooking and expo. And, yeah. you know, it kind of leads us on from last week when we were talking about women in um heavily like male dominated industry so it's yeah. i find 
the cooking industry is such a funny one, right? Yeah. Because, okay, traditionally, back in the day, Mm -hmm. your mum or your female influence was the person that was expected to do all the cooking and make all the food and do all the dinners. And for a lot of people now, that is still probably the case, that the woman in their life makes their food and does their stuff for them. Yet... When you think about top chefs, especially like... Gordon Ramsay. Exactly. Celebrity chefs or chefs that have put their name... That's Gordon Ramsay's a prime example. Mm -hmm. Hell's Kitchen, Bread Street Kitchen. All these faces. They're all male chefs. Very strange. So it is is a strange one, isn't it? And then when you have chefs like, say, Nigella Lawson, I know she plays off this as well, but it's always quite like sexy yeah yeah provocative it always has to be like a thing and i'm can you do a nigel impression no i really couldn't i could do a soggy bottom of a (laughs) bake-off oh that's a bit of a soggy bottom i've got a big aubergine here and i'm just going to peel it gently so many people are going to enjoy that so many people are going to enjoy that so many people are Um, Um, but anyway uh, yeah but was your mum a good cook or was your dad a good cook or how did it work in your house um, I'd say that you know, majority of the time my mum cooked for us. Um, my dad does make a good roast dinner, actually. Oh, nice, um, nice. Yeah, he, he does. He does, he can cook and he and he does cook, but it always used to be my mum more often than my dad, I'd say. Um, but yeah, like, I just find it, it's crazy, isn't it? Apart yeah. from like your Nigellas and your Mary Berries, like, it's, it is more of a male industry, yet it is seen as a female role. I so, don't get it. Where does the change happen? What age? This is what we've got I, to know, right? It's, I think, again, it's just about a power thing. Yeah. It's about, like, the person who's the top of the, like, the tier kind yeah. of thing. And it always seems to have to be a man. Like, so... It's annoying when you tell when you say it like that, Christy. Yeah, I know. Uh, Sorry, I'm not trying anyway, to... I'm not a man-hater. I'm not promoting man-hate again. I oh, know that don't, gets told me, off we've got, we've got a name as a man-hating pop. Well, one guy said it once. Yeah, uh, one guy <laughs> once who... We don't care about him. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Sorry for the um, Right. So, next chef. Here we go. I'm, and I think I should just keep calling them chef. Like I, I'm one of the people that work in their kitchen. That's cool, right? Yeah, that's cool. Hello. Yeah. Hello. I'm here as well now. I, that's Kirsty uh, there. Is this Elisa? Or I'm not I'm, sure who it is. I'm the one with the Scottish accent, Elisa. Yeah. And I'm Kirsty. Okay. And that's Kirsty. So awesome. nice to meet you. We're just going to talk about, you know, your life as a chef, um, how sure. you got into that, what you're doing at Expo 2020. So, what outlet are you working for at the moment, Davisha? So now I am executive chef of Alki Bulan, and Alki Bulan is the African dining hall. And we are located in Expo 2020. Mm-hmm. And basically, what we are is an African dining hall with a contemporary twist. We touch on sculpts around Africa, north, south, east, and west. And the food we bring are from celebrity chefs around the world. So what I am doing is that I am heading up this project as the executive chef to manage all of the restaurants within this dining hall. Amazing. So it's a bit like you can go and you can experience lots of different... We, so we you haven't... Travel, you can travel the continent, actually. Love wow. It. Yeah, nice. And is it... Could you do that? Could you have like a little snack from this one and a little snack? So it's not like a sit-down dinner. It's more of like you can go and try no, all of them. Not at all. It's, so it's a dining hall. So basically you come into Alkibulan 
Um, we have nine pods, which we call pods and the restaurants. And then we have two bars. You come, you order, you engage with the cashier, with the chef on the counter. They're all open life kitchens, so you can see the work being done. You can see your food being plated. You can smell the flavors. Um, you take your buzzer. And once your food is ready, they buzz you, you come up, you take it from the counter, you can sit inside, outside, on the top floor, on the ground floor. Oh, so oh, good. Amazing. So we were just talking about before we um, started speaking to you about the fact that we haven't been to Expo yet. So mm-hmm. we're very, very excited oh, okay. to come um, because we're both just, cra- even though we're down the road from Expo, it's just a bit crazy, but we yeah. can't <laughs> wait. And is Expo really, truly as big as people say it is? Because I've got friends telling me that, you know, they went and they could only get round like four pavilions in a whole day i have seen my exercise routine change really <laughs> a lot of walking for you now right there is a lot of walking i mean the weather is nice it's getting better in yeah. dubai so i don't mind um i love it um but yeah it's it's all about walking them um, you can see even the cops on the bikes as well yeah so people are a lot more active in the venue um and yeah it's just a great experience so far but it is huge it is huge oh, i can't wait to go down so Let's talk about you, Chef Devisha. Like, tell us about your story and how you got to become a chef. So, I'm originally from Barbados. Amazing. Do you know what? I, do you know what I wanted to say to Kirsty, right? And I was trying to mouth. <laughs> no, it to I know her. what she was mouthing you to me. You know what it's going to be. I said her. I was like, her accent sounds like Rihanna. <laughs> yeah, I got it. I got what you were saying. That's to what me. I was trying to say to you, yeah. and I didn't want to assume that you were from Barbados, but it all makes sense now. I am. I am. I'm from the, Barbados. She's the uh, Rihanna of the chef world. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you were in Barbados. Now, what's like the traditional food there? Like seafood, a lot of seafood? or So our national dish is cuckoo and flying fish. And this is a cornmeal porridge that's done from yellow maize from corn. And then we season it with flying fish, which actually you find in Barbados and the Caribbean. And they're like these little fish that they actually fly out the water. It's wow. beautiful to see, especially if you're sailing by like on the yacht. Um, so we season those down with our famous jerk season, our herbs, our spices, our scotch bonnet. And then we steam them and we eat them with the cornmeal porridge. It's Sounds making me feel very, very hungry. <laughs> oh, Are you on delivery? I love, <laughs> I love it. So at your Pavilion Expo, like, what would you say are the dishes that we should definitely try out if we go? Ooh. Ooh. So the dishes that you... Yeah, that's a tough one because we have nine restaurants and not... They, I mean, they all represent such rich culinary culture. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely, you should check out Sweet Ophelia's when you enter. That's our Afro-Asian concept. Um, take a look at Afro Street as well. On the top floor, we have Penja and Choma, which is the barbecue concept. And Penja is more innovative African cuisine. We have some Afro vegan dishes up there, like the juicy no chicken burger that we do with our oyster mushrooms. Nice. Um, so there's a whole lot of play, you know, playground to cover uh, when you come into the culinary world. So I wouldn't pick a dish, but I would tell you try to try all of the concepts. Love it. So basically come starving. Don't yeah. eat for two days before. Come starving. Um, <laughs> spend the whole day. Yeah, that's all I keep thinking is like, I keep, so originally when Expo was coming around and they were like, buy a season pass. And yeah. da, 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 I was like, well, why would you do that? Surely you just pop in, have a look. And, you know, I'm imagining it to be like Global Village, which it obviously It's isn't. not anything like that. Um, it's much bigger. It's huge. Yeah. And, Global um, Village times a hundred. Yeah, Definitely. yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, I now I keep seeing so many things, and 
online and, and I realise that people are, are, are actually going there for like a night out, a day out Love to it. hang out. Like, yeah. So actually getting a season pass is totally worth it because yeah. then you can go in like every couple of weeks and I never really thought about it like that before until I was seeing all the food and then I was like, oh, I want to go for dinner there every week. Yeah, because like a lot of the, the focus has been on the pavilions, hasn't it? Yeah. Rather than you realise there's so many food outlets and then you're saying in your outlet, Davisha, yeah. there's like loads in one. So... Yeah, it sounds really, really cool. So, as are you doing the chefing at one of these restaurants, or do you kind of float around, or what are you up to? So, I'm the executive chef, so mm-hmm. you will see me in the outlet, um, touching on all of the restaurants. Um, what I do is that I control the day-to-day operation yeah. um, with each chef in the restaurant. So, I have lead chefs in the restaurant. And then what we do is that basically we come in, we open up, we start operation, um, we do all the ordering. We kind of do all of the stuff in the background um, to get the team up and running and to deliver this beautiful food to you. Um, so that's my that's my main role with the team. Um, and as executive chef, and you will see me touching on all of the pods, not just one. I'm not just stationed one place, but I'm stationed in Alkibulan on the whole. Love it. So, right, look, if people are listening to this podcast right now and we're thinking... My dream is to be a chef. Like, what would your advice be to kind of get into it, get your foot in the door, get started as a chef? I would say keep trying. Mm -hmm. Um, It starts with the seeds. Uh, One thing I was very passionate about coming into culinary was I actually had a small garden at home back in Barbados. Cool. And I used to grow my microcrafts and I started like experimenting with different seeds and ordering them online to have the purple carrots, the white carrots, which did not grow in Barbados. <laughs> so I would say, you know, start with something small. Yeah. It could be your favorite dish. Try to master that and just elevate on that platform. You can, classes are available online. You can also go to local colleges and just keep trying because it's really a fun world. And the thing about food is that it constantly changes as the environment changes. So it's really, really an exciting field to get into. I love it. It sounds amazing. And you're just, what I love is you're so passionate about it. Yeah. And you clearly can tell that like, you're <laughs> you. super into it. So that's great as well. I love it. It's amazing. So, yes. Davisha, again, if we come to Expo, where will we find you? Alkibulan. Okay, perfect. We're going to come and see you. We're going to taste your lovely food. And just one more question. Do you know Rihanna or no? I have met her before. Yes! yes. Oh my god, amazing! <laughs> so cool. You're people basically ask a celebrity. Me, you know, people ask me like, because I'm Scottish, they're like, "Oh, do you know Sean Connery?" I'm like, "Yeah, whatever." Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, sure Rihanna is definitely a much cooler claimed face. Yeah, for sure, much cooler. Uh, well, Davisha, thank you so much for the chat, and we'll see you down at Expo Lovely soon to taste your to food. You. All right, speak to you yes. soon. Looking forward to seeing you. Bye bye, bye, ladies. Bye bye. How amazing was it to speak to those chefs? It just made me really, really, really hungry. It was really cool. And do you know what I've realised? Like, just let's just leave it to them. Like, I'm thinking, you know, about my air fryer and all that. Oh, why do that when I can get a professional to cook for me? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you just got to drive track every day yeah. to get no, it. No, it's fine. I'll get the metro. It'll be fine. Oh, I'll sit there and have yeah. an experience. I wish they did a metro from Town Square. That'd I know. Be so good, well, do you know it? that? Sorry, local news here. We're going to be on the um, Etihad Rail Route. Yes, we are the big the big bits over the bridge. Where are they going to put a station, though? I can't I've envision no where idea. the station's going to be. I've got honest. no idea. But it's going to be interesting. Good be for interesting. us. Good for us. We're, yeah. on, we're on a spot. We're on the map. <laughs> okay, so this week, good questions, 
good questions every week, but this week particularly good question. Okay. So uh, a very highly engaged question on the group this week. I've I've picked out a few responses from the audience, so okay. to speak. But the question was. I just recently turned 30 and I was thinking about the knowledge I have gained in the last 10 years and how, if I could go back to my 20s, I would have done things differently. Right. I was advised to find a mentor, but I wasn't lucky so far. Therefore, I wanted to ask everyone who is in their 40s, what advice would you give to your 30-year-old self? I'm talking about careers, relationships, friendships. Um, And there was loads of responses loads of really really cool responses right um, so i'll tell you a few um feel free Aww. to try new things take yep. risks face challenges enjoy every moment love yourself and just be unapologetically you love it um, yes and it said everything else will follow Aww. um people said like you will love your transition from your 30s to your 40s. You become wiser, smarter, more confident. You don't accept anyone's bullshit. Yes. And you're more aware of yourself and you love yourself more. Um, and this, someone else had put, if I could meet my 30-year-old self, I would def tell her to sit down and think about who you are, what you want and why. And then take action to direct your path in this way. Oh. Um, so, I mean, so many responses like this. Let's get into it then, Christy. Would you say you loved yourself? What now? Yeah. Um, mm, I don't. Yeah. Sometimes, not always. I mean, yeah. there are. I, I would definitely, definitely agree with the fact that people kept saying to me when I was like twenty nine. Oh, when you turn thirty, you will. Um, you know, you'll feel so different. You'll feel so different. And I was like, mm, what am I going to feel different about? And I don't know if this is turning 30 or yeah. if this is the pandemic. I turned 30 yes. just before the pandemic. Right. Um, How old are you now? Nearly 32. Oh, I'm 32. I'm okay. 33. Well, no, next year. I've just, yeah, you only just had a I've birthday just, I've, in September. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm 32 in December. Um, and I would definitely, definitely, I mean, for me, career-wise, direction of my life, everything like that has completely changed mm-hmm. um, in the past like two years um but I honestly don't know if that's down to I mean definitely when I turned 30 a lot of people turn 30 and if they're single you know which I was and I was doing it's fine um you know it's fine it's fine fine. no but like okay I've got friends who are in their early 30s same as me yeah have been with people for we touched on this a bit a couple of weeks ago like I've been with people for four five six seven years um, have recently broken up with that person for various reasons mm-hmm. and they sit will sit in front of me to my face and tell me how their life's over and they're never going to meet anyone. And I have to say to him, like, Aww. um, like, read your audience. Yes. <laughs> First and foremost. But also I just, when people say, like, life begins at 30, life begins at 40, yeah. I think the older you get, the more secure in yourself you feel and the more... You know, you said about loving yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, obviously, I don't I don't hate myself. There mm-hmm. are aspects of myself that I would like to change. And a lot of that with me comes down to just like physical, like weight and appearance yeah. kind of stuff. But myself as a person in the last year, so much has changed for me. Um, and we've touched on this before, like lost so many people that I thought were my friends, gained yeah. so many friends that I never could have imagined I would have met. Um, and just like, but yeah, this being unapologetically you, mm-hmm. um, I totally believe in that. Like, don't be a dick. Like, no. you're not better than everyone be else. Be kind. Be kind. Yeah. Um. Uh. But but be yourself because 
you're you only get one life mm-hmm. and you've got to live it the way you want to live it and the last thing I wanted to do like especially when it came to changing my job and stuff like that I never wanted to look back and feel like oh I just did that because it was try. the easiest thing to do yeah. and, and people say to me you know I was a teacher for 10 years it's a massive massive it was my first proper career you know my first proper job and changing to events and to what I do now people are like oh it's such a humongous change and it's so different I'm like but it's not really I've yeah. gone from managing loads of kids to just managing loads of adults yeah so it's just like um, you're using the same skill set yeah but it's just in a different field and I don't think if that's say for example so when I finished uni I actually went for some graduate schemes to be working PR and working okay. advertising um and I I got onto a teaching grad scheme and it was you know it's what I decided I wanted to do since about 10 years old. And I got onto the teacher one. I didn't get into any of the PR advertising ones. So it seemed, you know, I am a believer in everything happens for a reason yeah, and me fate too. and all that. So um, it just seemed that this was like the career path I was meant to take. And the thing is, I don't regret becoming a teacher because becoming a teacher has led me to pretty much as a teacher, you can live and work anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's a career and it's, you know, I'm never going to not be a teacher. In, if I'm not a teacher right now, it doesn't mean I couldn't be a teacher in True, 10 True, you can go back, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I just think it's given me so many opportunities and so many skill sets. Um, and I've had to, you know, move in abroad. I, I don't, you know, it's not as easy to do that in some other careers. Um good salary, good package, like all this kind of stuff. And it's opened my eyes to just meeting so many different cultures, yeah. nationalities and people. And now I go into, so a majority of the time I'm working in event, events, I'm managing a lot of different people, a lot of different companies. And I can be with other people um, and go into meetings and I can walk out of that meeting with, so my my partner in crime, yeah. Mel, um, Mel obviously hasn't, I think teaching is quite a high pressure, quickly changing, you have to kind of go with the flow, like kids are basically, it's like working, what did I say, never work with kids or animals. Yeah. Um, you know, so you have to adapt. Yeah. In teaching, you can go into a lesson and think this is exactly what I'm trying to teach these kids and this is exactly how I'm going to teach it to them. And it doesn't work. So you no. have to act and react on your feet. Um, and I think that's why when I'm throwing things at the moment, mm-hmm. other people in the room get a bit squirmy and I just go, yeah, right, okay. Let's like, deal with it and move. It'll, it'll, yeah. it'll get done. Um, and I do think Dubai is like the land of the land of opportunities. I agree, yeah. Um, but so, yeah, for me, I just think I totally agree with the be yourself. People yeah. that want to be in your life mm-hmm. and people that should be in your life will be in your life, yeah. no matter what happens. I've got friends that I speak to every day and I've got friends that I speak to once a year. And they're still my friends. We just live in different lives. If people can't be happy for you and can't get on board with your, my train's going this way, yeah. jump on if you want. If not, no, yeah, it's yeah. fine. Um, and also, please don't stress about being single or, you know, whatever. It's funny, I was talking about this with my mum yesterday about my nan back yeah. home. So um, there's me and my sister. My sister's in New Zealand. I'm here. And then we've got two cousins. One of our cousins is nine and the other one's 18 or 19, I think, maybe maybe even 20, I don't know, um, quite a big gap. And um, that one, the, the the middle one, she always had a boyfriend. So, like, okay. she's always, from, like, 15, she's had boyfriends, you know, like, and I'm sure, at, actually, at 15, 16, I probably had a lot more boyfriends than I have in my <laughs> adult life. Um, and all my nan ever says on the phone is, oh, Macy's got a lovely, nice boyfriend. That's my cousin's name. Um, and, you know, 
for that older generation, yeah. you know, that's quite a big thing to them. Well, like, her, she'll just see you as someone who's falling behind because your younger cousins got one. Yeah. You should already have one. But that's just a generational thing, yeah. right? And even like my sister, my sister was in a relationship. Yeah. Um, for like two years I think they broke up over a year ago now but like my nan would be like oh but she did have a boyfriend like well you can't put pressure on yourself your priorities are shifting right yeah so that's fine and and you, you can worry about it. it'll happen when it happens exactly that's what I believe what, what drives you I think you've got to just focus on your own happiness yeah like, no one's going to do it for you. And yeah. if your driver is that you want to meet someone, you want to settle down, you want to have a relationship and kids and everything, great. I'm so happy for those people and I want that, that for them. But my driver is I want to make a name for myself. Yeah. I, like, have, you know, stepped into this new industry and I'm taking on quite a big thing. And it's funny, I just, before I came here, had a meeting. And someone said to me, someone I'm friendly with, so we'll let it slide, um... I just can't believe that they, they're letting you do this. <laughs> and I went, what do you mean? And they're like, well, like, no offence, but surely there must have been people who've got, like, track records yeah, yeah, doing yeah. the scope of the things that I'm responsible for but doing But how are you going to get a track record if you don't get it? Exactly. And this is what I said. Everyone has to start somewhere. Yeah. And actually, like, when they appointed me for the role, they said, we picked you because you're passionate, you're enthusiastic, you're, you, like, you've achieved this in this time and you're driven yeah. to do it and like I think you know in some of these things they don't go with these big companies anymore because they feel that these companies have become too lax and too like oh it's a given that we should get that you know so you know if you're you're when when will people be listening to this it'll be Sunday Sunday yes so yeah it'll be big countdown to the fourth I would encourage everybody on the fourth of November yeah to come to the opening night of <laughs> Dubai racing season. Oh my goodness, it's next week already. Yeah, made and grand Wow, sound. Well, like, that's exciting. But I mean, I think like if I could give myself, my younger self, like a, a wisen up thing, yeah. I would say to myself, one, yeah. you're you're not ugly because I've struggled with self-image for a long, long time. Yeah, I can assure you you're not ugly. Well, thank I'm you. But I know I am. I'm not now. But yeah. when I was younger, I used to worry so much about my looks. And I was like, I'm fat, I'm this, I'm that. Another thing that I've kind of grown out of is being obsessed with my career. Because when I was younger, all I wanted to do, and this is kind of the opposite of you, you're kind of on this journey I am now where you, with my yeah, you're like on a, a journey now where you're really obsessed with your career. Like, I've done that. Mm. And I was so obsessed. I used to bend over backwards for everybody, every radio station I've ever worked with. I'd bend over backwards for them. But actually, in the end, that means nothing. Mm. So now I'm in the headspace where I'm just going to enjoy what I do rather yeah. than putting loads of pressure on myself. And therefore, your life's just better, right? And what yeah. I've realized now is my career doesn't define me. Like, I'm defined by the person who I am. Oh, deep, man. Whoa. <laughs> Wasn't that deep? But that's like, that's how I feel right now. Like, I feel like I've come out the other end of just my career being everything. God, I remember, like, you know, when I was in a relationship and I said to them, I said, just to let you know, radio comes first. Mm. So if me and you have got plans and I get something to do with radio come in or an event come in, like, I'm not seeing you. Yeah. And now I've realised that I don't want to be that person anymore. But ultimately, it circles back to what I was just saying, which is about do what makes you yeah, happy. Yeah, exactly. For me, like, right now, some of the jobs that I'm doing and some of the projects I'm working on are so stressful. Yeah. Um, And I am working long hours and I am not having enough sleep and I am not eating well and all these things. 
But I love it. Yeah. I just love it. And I am thriving off it. And I just, even if it is stressful, like, it's, I love it. Like, yeah. I can't, and that's and, the thing, like, with career, you've got to love what you do. Yeah. And I know that's, if you, like, I've got a friend right now who's in a job and she absolutely hates it and it's ruining her life. She's up all night. Yeah. She doesn't get any pleasure out of it. And it's a big money job, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we had a discussion where we kind of came to the conclusion that no money is going to, like, be enough to stop you feeling like shit all the time. Yeah. So there's no point, like, working yourself to the bone yeah. and then not actually enjoying it. Exactly. Like, I have such a fun job. It's so cool, right? Yeah. And a lot of people would kill to do my job. And I'm not saying it's not fun, but what I'm saying is now I'm actually just realising that it's fun because before I was putting so much pressure on myself all the time. So quit your job. Basically, that's what <laughs> we're saying, isn't it? If you don't love it, quit your job and you are sexy and you're amazing. Yeah. We'll just leave it there. And you are fun and it doesn't matter if you've got a boyfriend, it doesn't matter if you're married and if you've got kids, great. And if you haven't got kids, great. great. Yeah. Just do you. Yeah. And believe in the universe. It'll all come when there's time. On that note, Bye! <laughs>